0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy! (sighs) Detailers, welcome to Tuesday. Uh, It is Tuesday... Ooh, March 31st. And we are one day late for their Monday motivation uh, if you need it. Some of us need it. It is sad to hear we had uh, one more yesterday local posted in our group. Hey, got a job offer? Pays pretty good. I might take it. And You know, DJ and I were talking about it. He's the one that told me. He goes, hey, did you see that? I was like, no. And and DJ's point is exactly right. He said, this is a perfect time. And so here's my Tuesday, Monday motivation if you need it. Hey, if there's a spot that you can go get a job, Hey, it's about to get fucking brutal. Gary Vee talks a lot about self-awareness. Now, you know, there could be one time that I take that, right? There could be. Now, personally, it would have to be uh, outrageous, right? And that doesn't mean money. It would have to be outrageous with... Opportunity with uh allowing me to be me. Like it would just, I, it, it's gonna. It's hard for me to fit into somebody else's system. It just, it's always been that way. My dad used to tell me, I, I couldn't keep jobs. Like I just didn't like jobs. I, I would, I would get them done. I would think outside the box. I would changes. I would. I it just, it just, it never. I couldn't fit somebody's mold. It just, it wasn't in me. And. And my dad would always try and push it the other way. The security for him was the job. See, my dad also ran a small business, but he didn't start it until, I mean, he would have had to have been like 51 or 52. And so he worked for other people majority of his career. It wasn't until he was in his fifties and the company that he was working for was wanting to relocate us to, I think it was like Chicago or something. So you're talking uh, late eighties, 80s, late eighties 80s and, and wanting to move your family from the comforts of Tulsa, Oklahoma Where it's pretty easy living to Chicago. You know, what you never know what could happen. So that's just, that's, that was their thought process, right? That's just, that was my parents analysis of the situation. So they refused it and stayed here in Tulsa. And for some reason, my dad decided he wanted to be a financial advisor. All right. So we're, we're mid to late eight. I mean, it would have had to been late eighties. You're mm, I'm like 12 or so. He's 52. You know, he's 52, and 53. And instead of keeping his job, he decides to go be a financial advisor. I can't. Well, here, I can't imagine what went through his head, right? My dad and I didn't talk about stuff like that. My dad did not share uh, ideas in his head. He just he he didn't really talk much, really, to me. I didn't know my dad uh, except for him taking me to football practice, him going to dropping me off at baseball practice, being there when it was done and asking how practice was and how school was. Now, my dad was always there. My dad just was always working or he was elsewhere in his mind. And he couldn't understand how his son would not shape up and do what he was supposed to at work. Because he was in the battle of you know through then me growing up and and having to get me through high school and college with a sister high school and college and providing for his family I mean it was it was a disaster right i mean we lived uh with with very little right it was like many of of you right you can relate to growing up and having Parents that just clawed and worked and struggled. Um, he he never really developed that business like like a lot of financial advisors do. We didn't ever he never grew up extremely well off. He's probably his best uh his his well. <laughs> He, he, I think for the family, we didn't never know why he did it. (laughs) Let's just be really clear. Never really made much money on it. And then about a year ago, when, when we opened up my mom's investments, see, my mom didn't work when I was growing up, but then she went into Chase Bank. Well, it was something else way a long time ago and worked as a teller. And then retired as like, I don't know even what she did. It was, she had basically people just said, if you want something at the bank, go see Judy. Like she would get new presidents that would come in and they would ask her what to do type of, you know, that's just the way my mom was. She just, she started as a teller and then just got good at selling credit cards and then selling this and then would take care of people and people would walk in the bank. Like you would walk in my mom's bank And it didn't matter. Like, this was when I was a mobile detailer, okay? And I'm walking into my mom's bank. Not hers, right? I mean, it was – I don't even know what it was called back then. But she took ownership in it. Like, it was her bank. And you would go in, and I would try and, like, say hi to her or something or make a deposit because, you know, if there was some challenge at the bank, right, Have you been a part of this, where – if they open up so many new accounts or so many of this. So my mom would have us with 15 different things. Later, we could eventually close them all, but for her to try and get her, her numbers, right? We literally had multiple stuff all in crazy different names, right? But you would go in and every single, I mean, she would say hi to people. Everybody would come in. Oh, hi, Judy. Like, Right? That was her. And that's just the way my family is. That's the way we were raised. Not with much. And it was my dad's moves at the end of his life that when we looked at some of the investments and retirement stuff that my mom had began putting in for Years and years and years starting as a teller because you know she's also by that time 50 years old. So, for those of you that are looking at destruction, at what am I ever going to do? There, there's so many of us throughout time that have gone through what you're going through and what you're going to be going through, what we're all going through. It's, it's, it's part of being an American. When you get the good, you get the bad. And sometimes that bad, you just have to go with it. And you make a decision. You know, they made decisions and struggled for years. But did the best that they could. By themselves, you know. And now mom has her house. Same house. Right, they didn't go flip and buy this and go do all like. They began. Going okay, how do I want to do life? So for those of you that that want to go get a job, like. Go get a job. It's okay. Like, shit happens. For those of you that want to stay. You've you got to put in perspective, holy shit, it's about to get fucking badass crazy. Now, we've tried to reach out, my personally just say hi to different people and get a feeling for what it's like in different parts of the country. And it's, it's different everywhere. It is. There's no doubt about that. What's going on in the Northeast is not the same as here in Tulsa. People are different. Lives are different. So whatever decisions that that you make, let them be your decisions. I read posts where people put, I watched so-and-so and so I've decided to shut my doors. And and I just I, I just say, okay, man. Whew! I just never could do what somebody else. Right? There's no fucking way. I'm not listening to somebody tell me to do something from another part of the country. The fuck? Do you need to go get a job? Go get a job. It's about to get bat shit fucking crazy. Get a part-time job. Make do. Or stick it out. You're the only one that can decide that. Like what is in you? When, you? when you think, let's just do this. Think about a job that you would want to go get. If you could do anything, what is it that you would want to do? I've done that multiple times. <clears throat> Still, one of my dreams, I think, would be really cool is to have a a little beach hut bar that makes Oklahoma barbecue. Brew your own beer. Have a cool little place. You know, like, that'd be badass, right? Who wouldn't want that? That'd be really cool. But then I try to think about a job, like, because when time's gotten tough for me, I mean, I'm right in the middle of this too, guys. Like, I'm not a, a big, massive company with, I mean, we're, we're just a couple people. So I'm right there with you. What would I do? What would you do? Does it come to mind yet? Has it come to mind? Like, what would you do? If you could go get a job? I mean, you might be very happy doing it. Take away the stress of what's about to come. Maybe. But then hope that that company's safe. You don't know. That would really fucking suck for these people that close their doors to go get a job two months later to get let go. Then what? Shit. Because if rumors of 40 to 50% unemployment come true, like that's that's one theory, 40 to 50% unemployment. Many places almost guaranteed to be at 30. We haven't really seen ever in my life. And then even most people today have never seen those kind of numbers. I think the highest in 11, like eight, nine, and 10, I think what I've heard was something like 17 or 18. So at a bare minimum, double the unemployment bare minimum in the auto industry so that's that statistic 30 let's just say 30 to let's just call it 40 right 30 to 50 so somewhere about 40% and and if you want to think specifically then auto industry we are already at half Every major manufacturer closed, and I think somebody's even said Trump had asked g m c to start producing uh oh what was it uh, something oh respirators so almost like changed their model, and there's a lot of other companies there's major chemical brands that have changed there's breweries that have changed to go adapt to the market, right. To keep their doors open, they've realized how they could make it in this time. And because they probably see the severity of what would happen if they don't, right? The steelmanship of their owners is very impressive. How quickly they were able to adapt. Do you notice? business mentality. Seeing what's coming and making adaptions so that you can survive. It does not mean that you have to do the same thing you've always been doing. If you want to go get a job, go get a job. If you want to stay in business, Stay in business. Don't let whatever is happening around. Determine. What you do. You need to make the decision. Maybe that's with your wife. Maybe that's with your kids in mind. Either way see what happens, talk to people, but then make a decision yourself. Don't let somebody else make that decision for you. You might not ever get the opportunity to reopen. Because while you haven't been out looking for a job because you were just going to close down for a little while, your customers may be gone. And then what? What happens when you magically reopen does the switch get turned back on no you don't know if your customers all have jobs you might be down to 20 percent of your own customer base and then 48 percent of those aren't spending any money (coughs) right So when somebody tells you to close your doors, are they gonna pay you for all your lost employees? Or are they gonna try and sell you a training that's gonna save your business? See, if you're closed and you need saving, hmm, interesting ploy. Whereas if you stayed open and adapted to the current marketplace, right? You didn't do it because of it. You adapted to it. It's a difference. You're not in business because of the market, are you? Oh, that's right. So many of these companies that have been marketing to you have been doing so well was because you were doing so well because the market was doing so well. It was the best time ever to be a detailer. Fuck, that's right. So now you should close. Because these brands are going to be your saviors. If you're a business owner, you adapt to the market. Like I said, look at these massive companies. Some of them made a very quick switch. I'm Not talking about the correction people in the meme, which is super fucking funny, by the way. How many correction specialists, snap, are now interior sanitation specialist, right? It's a super fucking funny meme. I switched it on how many of the multi-layer coating brands are now, you know, magic have sanitizer for your car now, suddenly. But still don't really have anything about EPA and dwell time and what's really going to take to do it. I digress. See the market. See the chaos. Talk with your wife. Talk with your kids. And make a decision for you. And so if you're going to stay There needs to not be questions from your wife. And I want you to have that discussion with her. I never ha- Yeah, we're not going there. We're going to talk about that on another episode. Anyway guys, I hope you got some value out of this. You guys make the right decision for you. And if you're gonna stay, you need to adapt. You might need to find new revenue sources by doing something different. Think outside the box. Reach out to us on the community page. Love to hear from you there. Hey, this is Marshall. Make it a great day.